Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. It's in the hole! <laughs> oh, oh the man. Caddyshack. You gotta you gotta love Bill Murray. Come on love, now. Gotta love Give it, it up for me. Don't leave me hanging. <laughs> I love it. I haven't watched that one for a long time, but I need to see it's that one. It's been a while. It's been a while. The funny thing is, we were turning on the local news one night, I think on a Saturday night. Local news was getting ready to come on, and they were running a rerun of Saturday Night Live from decades ago, and Bill Murray was in it, (laughs) and uh, it just brought back uh, a lot of memories. Uh, I started thinking about other skits that he had done that weren't on that show, but yeah, those were the days. Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, and all those guys. Yeah, that's when it was um, real. Yeah, okay. uh, (laughs) Back to our conversation that Joel and I have been having here on the Growing in Grace podcast about the law. And by the way, you can pick up our podcast in a variety of different places, almost too many to mention these days, wherever podcasts are sold um, (laughs) for free. But you can also access archives of our programs uh, going back 15 years at growingingrace.org. So uh, just keep that in mind. Thank you for sharing the podcast and feel free to... uh, Drop us a note sometime to let us know that this has been an encouragement to you. We've heard from people all over the, the world, and it's been a real blessing to us to uh, hear about the, the struggles and the victories that people are experiencing in their growth in God's grace. So mm. we appreciate that. Joel, uh, Jesus made some comments uh, to people when they would approach him. Now, these were Jewish people under the law. Remember, Jesus was born under the law. The new covenant did not begin with the chronological order of things in the Bible. We have this thing called the New Testament page before the book of Matthew. That's not when the actual testament began. The covenant, the testament, the will took place at the death of Jesus Christ. So that's important because it will help filter out a lot of confusion on certain things that Jesus was ministering, certain things that he said, because a a large portion of what Jesus was doing and saying was directed at people, Jewish people, under the law, uh, who had not been delivered from it yet until after the cross and resurrection would take place. So on, on occasion, Jesus would get asked a question, what must I do? What must I do to inherit eternal life? I think of the rich young ruler, I think of that legal fella, that lawyer, that scribe who was trying to trap Jesus into maybe saying something bad about the law, which could be punishable by death. And Jesus turned that into the story of the Good Samaritan. So we have these occasions where people would say, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? Well, in these cases, Jesus would say, well, you know the law, you know the commandments, keep them and then you'll be good. And in the case of the rich young ruler, he said, oh, you know, like he was wiping his brow, right? And said, I've I've kept all those since my youth. And Jesus just gave him a few. He said, you you know the commandments. Just here, let me give you a few examples. There were 613, as we were talking about last week. But Jesus gave him just a few. And he said, oh, well, I've I've, the commandments. Okay, well, good. Because, you know, I've I've tried hard to keep those and have pretty much done it since my youth. So I, I think I'm okay. And then Jesus said, well, okay, one more thing. 
that you may have missed, uh, make sure, because this guy had wealth, right? He said, go, go and sell everything that you have and give it away. And he walked away sad. And so when you walk away sad from church, from Jesus, from whatever situation you may be in from a spiritual perspective, then, then the good news is probably missing there somewhere. Jesus didn't give him the good news. The good news, see, that was old covenant Jesus, as I like to call him. <laughs> New covenant Jesus would later tell some of his disciples and others that if you want life, believe in me. See, that would be a, a new covenant reference. Right, yeah, and on the rich young ruler, and just so that people understand, because a lot of people think that, well, it's just the Ten Commandments that we need to be under in their view. Well, when the rich young ruler said to Jesus, you know, what good thing shall I do that I may in inherit eternal life, and Jesus gave him some laws, he said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother. Okay, so those are part of the Ten. But then he says, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's not one of the Ten Commandments. So to help us give this picture that we try to give very often is that the law was not just the Ten Commandments. It was all 613 commandments that were in the Old Covenant. There were 613. And so if a person really wants to have life by keeping the law, you got to keep the whole thing. But then, as Paul, of course, says, life couldn't come from the law anyway. But so, like you were talking about, Jesus would sometimes say things like this. He would give the law as the answer to salvation, as the answer to how to have eternal life. He would give the law. And I like how you said that. That's Old Covenant Jesus. That's Jesus preaching the Old Covenant. And in many Bibles, you read the Old Testament, you got Malachi, the last book there, and then you got this page in your Bible just before Matthew starts, and it says the New Testament. And so we get this idea, of, partly at least from that, that everything that Jesus said in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which is the beginning of what is known as the New Testament in Bibles, you get the idea that what Jesus said was said as Christian talk. This is for Christians to follow. But like you say, a lot of what Jesus taught was actually Old Covenant talk. Hebrews says that a testament or a covenant comes about when the testator dies, when the person who's involved with that covenant, when that person dies, that's when the covenant starts, the testament starts. So Jesus, before he died, much of what he said was in regards to the old covenant. He was talking under that old covenant. And so, like you say, that wasn't the good news. The old covenant was not the good news. Paul talked about the law, which is what the Old Covenant was made up of. All these laws made the covenant. All these 613 laws were the uh, ministry of death, the ministry of condemnation. They were meant to bring bondage, as he talks about in Galatians. They were meant to kill. It was meant to bring guilt, as Romans 3 says. That was the purpose of the law. It was added because of transgressions until the seed should come. That's Jesus, to whom the promise was made, the promise that God made to Abraham. So the old covenant is not what we are under, but yet Jesus taught the old covenant many times because it was a tutor, it was a schoolmaster to lead those who were under it to faith. It was trying to point to people away from self-righteousness, you know, being righteous by what they do to faith and the faith is what the gospel is a part of or romans 1 you know paul starts talking about what's revealed in the gospel it's the power of salvation for everyone who 
believes. And then in uh, Romans 3, he gets back into that by saying, but now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. And so anyway, all that to say that the law had a purpose and its purpose was to point people to away from self-righteousness and to faith. Yeah, the law is not based on faith, Paul told the Galatians. And you made a good point in that Jesus, you know, gives a handful of commandments to a guy and says, this is how you inherit eternal life. But Jesus pointed out to the guy that you really haven't kept these. That's why he walked away sad. And you made a good point, too, that Jesus didn't just reference the Ten Commandments, of course. He was referencing the entire law there. Because what do we really think here? I mean, let's just stop and and use a little common sense here. Are are we going to assume, if, if we think that Jesus was talking Christian all the time, are we going to assume that we only have to follow those let's say five things that he mentioned on that list is that the standard now is just those five or was it 10 or 20 or 613 that's what the guy was asking what do i have to do it isn't about doing it's about being it's about believing in someone who is going to fulfill this law requirement on your behalf jesus was going to do that and so we have to ask ourselves the question if you think that the law is still in effect or at least certain portions of it you're messed up because nowhere in the scripture does it provide us with a specific list of rules and commandments to follow under the new covenant going back to that old law package. There's nowhere that lists, here's what's been taken off, and here's what's kept on. Here's what you don't have to do anymore, here's what you do have to follow. That just isn't in there, because it was all one package. It all either had to remain in place, every single jot and tittle of it, or it all had to be put to an end, and something new would replace it. Fortunately, the latter happened. You know, when Jesus said in in Matthew 5, whoever relaxes, well, he, he said this. He said, do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill them. So we need to back away from the verses here just a little bit, because he went on to say, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So we think Jesus is trying to encourage us, us Christians, to try to keep the law to the best of our ability. But it's it's always going to fall short. He was really effectively trying to tell the Jews, if you're going to do it, you're going to have to do all of it. And that left them in a place of, of hopelessness and despair. Because which commandments do we think Jesus was referring to? He said it himself. He said, not one iota, not one dot, not one jot, not one tittle. None of it will pass until all is fulfilled, all is accomplished. Well, Jesus fulfilled all of that for us. He did for us what the law could not do for anyone. And and it brought us a righteous perfection gifted to us, not by what we do, because again, the law isn't based upon faith. So our faith isn't in what we do or trying to follow commandments written in stone. It's based upon Christ in us and our belief in him. And then you see, because apart from the law, now we can walk by the spirit. And instead of trying to produce our own fruit through our own efforts, through the works of the flesh, we can now have the fruit of the spirit being produced through us by the spirit. It's his fruit, not ours. Right. It's his work in us as we trust in him, as we rest in him. There's uh, so much to be said about all this because it's it's like, you know, you were talking about how 
Jesus was talking about whoever relaxes the least of these laws. Well, isn't that what we were talking about like with the Sabbath? The Sabbath actually says that you shall do no work. On that day you shall do no work. Well, Christians, modern day believers, have relaxed that law (laughs) to make it, well, I can do some work. I just got to make sure I try to rest. Again, missing the whole entire point of the law that was meant to shut mouths. It wasn't meant to you know, try to find ways to, to keep it. It was actually meant to shut mouths, make people guilty, put people in bondage so they would turn away from it to faith. And uh, real quickly here, just like Jesus uh, would often teach Old Covenant and uh, and then sometimes he would teach New Covenant. Well, Paul in his epistles, he kind of sort of did the same things. In Romans 2, <laughs> Paul, Paul said, not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. What? Which talk about Paul because just in the next chapter you say, therefore by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. Well, he was making two points. He was making one point that under the law, you have to keep the whole law. You have to be a doer of the law if you're going to be justified. (laughs) But what happened is nobody kept it. That's the whole entire point. Nobody kept it. And so therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified uh, because by the law is the knowledge of sin, but in the gospel righteousness comes by the gift of God through faith. And under the law, you might would think, if you didn't know all these things we've been talking about, that sin decreased. You know, somebody might think that through the law, you know, it really helped people to stop sinning. But really, the Bible says, under law, sin abounded, sin increased. But grace abounded all the more. So we'll talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.